Welcome once again to Foxfire Farmhouse. We are glad that you have joined us for the podcast about all things storytelling and digital media. Digital media. We are going to stretch the, uh, the limits of that and try to show you that this isn't actually a stretch today. Yeah. Talking about music. Music. So we're going to get to that here in just a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you, you've, you've listened to music for a long time, right? Very long time. Yeah. Since You're an I was avid a music dad, guy. I love music. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about music theory. I will put that out there first yeah. for those music theory people. I took a course on it that I failed and because uh, <laughs> oh, no. I just didn't put the effort in. <laughs> yeah. But it was a really cool looking course. Nice. The book was really cool. That's awesome. But hey, as long as, the, as long as the book was cool, that means that whatever you got out of it was probably legit. It was yeah. very legit. Always judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. And it was a very nice cover. Sweet. Yeah. And then open it and read it and then judge it by what's inside. No, the content was, <laughs> was really good. Nice. <laughs> From what I did read. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah I, I uh, remember my first introduction to any kind of music theory was in junior high in a school choir. Yeah. And that was, that was where it started for me. Mm. So, uh, and, then, and then I went on. I, loved, I always loved music as a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. Doug, my uh, grandparents, Southern gospel music at the time, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a bass singer. Oh snap! And I acted acted like I was the best bass bass singer in the world for quite a while, and then realized I just wasn't. And yep, so okay. grew out of that. We all we all want to be that cool bass singer, man. Yep, Every, <sighs> everyone wants to be, or they either want to be the cool bass or the high tenor. Yeah, no one wants to be just like a normal. I like being the normal. I don't normal. know. That's where I, I I'm guess, at. Yeah. <laughs> Although sometimes the normal uh, people who want to be the lead are actually just like, they want to be the showboat, the one that's mm-hmm. like up there in front of everybody, gets all the solos, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Not about that life. The ego, the ego goes whichever direction we naturally have inclinations for. Yes. <laughs> yep. Wherever people will give us an applause. Yeah. We tend to want to shove. <laughs> that's where we want to be. <laughs> yep, and that's why we are here on the Fox Fire Farmhouse yes. podcast because of all of you millions of listeners who millions are here, and millions tuning in in the future. Yep, yeah, the future, <laughs> future listeners. <laughs> you have obviously discovered us on podcast one hundred and twenty-seven. Yes, and uh, now you're back here. Just, just couldn't get enough and so yeah. you rewound into the archives to episode 21 that's i really hope that's <laughs> that's i've done that with so many podcasts and i'm like i love this podcast if that's where if that's you comment below please wherever please. that comment exists we in probably episodes won't read it because we won't be checking old yeah because videos. Be, well and because we'll get so many comments there's no way we could possibly ever read all of them yes indeed so we have we hire other people to read our comments yes. and give us the good ones mm-hmm. so you better write it to be really good mm-hmm. so that it gets past our screeners. Yes. Yeah. yeah we have bots, but you can people. always, you know, you can always try to reach out to us directly on Facebook or whatever the social media face platform to face. is there. The new Twitter, us. the new Twitter from Elon Musk, whatever that becomes. Is he making a new Twitter? No, he's not making it. He just bought up enough oh, shares. He bought, to, he, bought like, he, he bought up enough shares in the company that now he's the majority, a majority stakeholder. And did he buy like 9% or meeting. something? Yeah. He didn't have to buy much to actually, I mean, I'm sure that's millions and millions of dollars, but like yeah. he didn't have to buy much percentage of the stock to actually get himself a place on the board. So good for him. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll see what it becomes. Yeah. Anyway, but whatever the new thing is, comment there. Yeah. Reach out to us, find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from Drop you. Drop us a line, as they yeah. used to say. 
If, though, you are actually on episode 21 yeah. and you're listening, we're glad you're here with us. It's people Welcome. like you who are building the brand. The faithful few. Yep, yep. And before our egos take off yeah. any further, we're going to get on into some things we're finding cool. Cool things. So right. what's, been, uh, what's been cool? I don't what have know, you been man. finding awesome? A lot of really cool things. I'm going to break it down. Okay. There's a, there's a couple. So you do one. I'll do one. Oh, and then you we'll, finish we'll up with however many you got. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because um, I'll open off with I just watched uh, Genius, which Genius. is Genius. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's the Kanye okay. documentary. Um, oh, nice. It's three parts. It's made by uh, Cootie. That's his name, and uh, it's his given name or his stage. That name? is his uh, nickname. Okay. Like cool. that's just kind of what everyone calls him. Um, but it's really, really well made. Like he does it off of film and he also does it off of like as. So basically what it is, is it's from the beginning of Kanye. Uh, Cootie's kind of been following him. And uh, that's like back before his first album ever came out. And he was just a producer. And he's like, this, this guy's going somewhere. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to follow him. I'm going to see where he goes. I'm going to follow him to New York. And I'm going to start filming him everywhere he goes. And no so way. he becomes a part really? of his entourage. Yeah. And so you get to see him, the first two episodes, almost exclusively, are just him trying to get this first album out and being recognized as a rapper. Hmm. And man, he is just fighting for it. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Uh, and then as you go along, the technology gets better and he gets a DSLR and, and all this stuff. But he always comes back to film and the film is just really well done. And the editing is just really well put together, too. It's very thematic. Hmm. Uh, and you don't really, like, it's got more of that avant-garde, like, kind of, like, like him riding on a train. Like, you can tell he's just taking stock while, everywhere he went. Okay. And so he That's just filled cool. it in. Uh, but anyway, it was really cool because you get to see this rise and this fight to, for him to get to fame. And then he gets it and he gets so much of it. And you get to see him plummet into just this spiral of uh, kind of what what happens when you hit that rock star lifestyle. And he becomes like this actor. And then you get to just see him go down and he leaves Cootie and like he's like doesn't let him into his life anymore. And then towards the end, he, he brings him in and you get to see him kind of now when he's making his Jesus is King album. Um, and when he's starting to make this Christian music, he can, he kind of brings Kudu back in and Kudu gets to see kind of who he is now. Mm -hmm. And he's definitely very broken and brought, has been brought so low, uh, just by the world and all of the troubles that it's caused for his body and his family and his life. And it's just a really cool biopic, but it's, it's long, mm -hmm. but it's, it, I awesome. felt like it was worth it because it gave me a lot of respect for Kanye and, and the filmmaker um it's just a really cool story yeah don't yeah. get any ideas folks elijah yeah. doesn't really want you following him around with a camera even though you no. know that by episode 120 he's going to be just blowing it up yep. you know who knows what he'll be doing, doing concerts concerts yeah. uh premiering movies things like that exactly uh, he's, his entourage is already pretty full yeah. so you probably should taken yeah yeah so just stay away <laughs> from him you know but at a distance Record yeah. stuff online, save YouTube clips, and yeah, make your you own go. little mini doc. Mm -hmm. A little found footage kind of yeah, little, yeah. little deal. That's awesome. Yeah. That'll be fun to watch. So I have been finding blockchain technology to be cool. What's so, blockchain? Th so that's – I don't exactly understand it entirely <laughs> well enough to be able to explain it. But it is the technology that underlies Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and is – increasingly growing to underlie a lot of other uh network technologies yeah so if you hear people talk about web 3.0 or you hear them talk about uh the next next generation or like the metaverse things like that like yeah. the, 
tech, the technology of blockchain is what a lot of this stuff is being built on. Mm. Uh, Fundamental. So my introduction to it, I guess, came a couple years ago. I did a video project for a company that was building a uh, software project on blockchain. Uh, and so I had to learn about it then. And then I read a book called Life After Google by uh, George Gilder in which he talks a lot about blockchain technology and Bitcoin and how he mm-hmm. doesn't think Bitcoin's going to last, which I don't know that that's actually accurate. But yeah. uh, he what he does see is that blockchain technology is the best thing to come out of all of this because mm-hmm. it's uh, because of the way the network works. It's a public ledger of transactions that whatever that transaction happens, whether it's the exchanging of goods, of currency, Whatever it is, it's public. It's not hidden behind uh, privacy walls yeah. in each company at their server. It's more secure. It's less hackable. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just opens up because of you. In actually, Gilder wrote another book called uh, "Knowledge and Power," in which he kind of articulated the information of theory of technology as it applies to economics, and that's a mm-hmm. complicated. All of his books are more complicated than I could even like remotely package into a small paragraph but one of the things i took away from that was that what he talked about was the signal to noise ratio in an information system Mm -hmm. is essential to the communication so that like here if you were listening to this podcast yeah and it was fuzzy and staticky and let's say we had a uh, fan blowing in here to keep us cool and it's like blowing on the microphones Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're, then I edit it poorly. And so, so by the end of the thing, there's so much noise <coughs> in the podcast that you're not able to get much out of it because you mm-hmm. can't understand what we're saying. So that kind of form of communication, let's say like uh, Morse code or, uh, you know, ra- a static radio that was, didn't have good communication mm-hmm. can only be used to communicate a certain type of information. You don't hmm. use Morse code to convey a doctoral thesis, right? Yeah. Like, like that's not what you use it for because it's not efficient for that means of yeah. communication. So uh, when the signal, when the noise is low, mm-hmm. the signal can be super varied. So you want a super static and stable noise floor. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, all of a sudden the opportunity for information flow and the surprise of in- new information can happen and that's yeah. what it, and so he used it to apply to the economy that when we don't push the economy down by a bunch of regulation and a bunch of uh governmental interference noise then yeah. you've got no noise and then you can have a surprise amount of information that comes out of it and innovation begins to happen and things go forward so that's what he was saying yeah so i think that what blockchain is though because so i work for I, i've got a new job i work for a company that's building their systems on blockchain mm-hmm. and so i'm starting to learn more about it and it just is that kind of thing that creates a stable base. So there's not as much noise. Yeah. And some of the things that are happening in that space are really cool. And I think that we are only just beginning to see kind of what kind of surprise information comes out of it. Yeah. Be- but I think so. That's why I'm excited about it. That's why I think it's cool is because it lowers the noise threshold. And when the noise threshold is low, then innovation is going to blossom. And I'm excited to see what comes from it. So. That's so cool. That's, 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 that's a world cool. I don't know about at all. Yeah, that, I just spoke <laughs> about everything I know about it. So There you go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Well, that's legit. That's yeah. what I'm finding cool this week. That yeah. is very cool. Yes. And my mind is still like, <laughs> still still processing it. Yeah. yeah. So you had you had other cool stuff, though. What was oh, uh, other cool things? Being packed with cool stuff. Oh, just packed with cool things. Uh, Trip Lee. Um, I'm a big fan of Christian rap. And... Uh, 
Uh, we'll get into what that means. But uh, Christian Rap Man, it's so good. Some of it's really good. Some of it's not. But there's some really good stuff put out by Tripoli and a group called uh, 116. It's like a, an entity of uh, of Christian rappers. And uh, they're all really pretty solid, um, at least in the past. And some of them have gone in a little different directions. But really solid theologically. And uh, just amazing with the beats. Amazing with just the flow that they have. And so Tripoli just released uh, The End is his new album. And it's really good. Hmm. So I would I would recommend anybody who's curious about Christian rap to dig into that one because it's really good. And uh, if you want any more recommendations, I have plenty, plenty. Sweet. And we'll get into there'll be so many recommendations in this in this episode. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, let's let's jump into it then. Yeah. And now our feature presentation. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Okay. Man. So yeah. So we're gonna talk about Christian music. We're going to talk Sweet. about music in general. Awesome. And I think that's a very good place to start. So what, what first, I guess, got you interested in music? In a, I guess, what's your first memorable musical experience? Do you have, can you pinpoint that or? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've always grown up listening and singing and having singing going on in my house. Not necessarily like professionally i didn't we didn't have yeah, family sure. singers or anything mm-hmm. like that but we just always sing doing the dishes doing doing whatever we're doing so like it's nice. just something that we do and uh my parents uh uh loved 80s music and uh i listened to a lot of 80s music growing up uh and just uh, just a lot of like i wouldn't even say it's like one thing my parents were just had a varied very wide um amount of music that they listened to like every genre like i would listen to country i listened to alternative i listen to rock a little bit of metal a little bit of just everything a little bit of christian music and uh it was it was really it was really really cool growing up with all that kind of music that's why i have such a large base of uh music knowledge is because of my parents and all the music that we listened to in the car and the cds stacks and stacks of cds that they had mp3s my dad had like almost every song in the world at one point. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So like I could listen to really anything. It was kind of like an open, open bookshelf of just being able to grab and just like, like not read, but listen to kind of most everything that I wanted to listen to. That's awesome. So, That's a very different experience than today. So in one sense, we have all that music at our fingertips through yeah. Spotify or Apple music or whatever subscription service someone would use mm-hmm. yet it's so hard to, to, uh, know what to look for. Yeah. Whereas if you're looking through a stack of CDs that Mm -hmm. someone has already curated and they've already collected, then you actually have, okay, well, I'm going to stick this in. This looks interesting. Yeah. Instead of, Hey, here's what the algorithm is pumping you that they think you might like Mm -hmm. that. Maybe it, it, it doesn't allow for that surprise of like scanning through a cd rack exactly and it doesn't and just the reality of that too is like i've been trying to listen to record like albums in their entirety like uh because it gets really easy to just go single 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 yeah, single yeah. and then you don't really know who the artist is you're like oh i really like that artist i mean do you though do you really like that artist like mm-hmm. do you know what they come out with like regularly or do you just like their like best hit yeah right. and like uh and i can say that there's a lot of artists that i really do like that have a deep repertoire and I could tell you when and like where their periods of good music were and where they weren't and yeah, like that kind of thing. And it's helpful to know, to know who you're listening to. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's helps you appreciate the music more. 
So when we uh, started the podcast, we yeah. had an episode that was what is Christian film because Christian or faith based seems to be kind of labeled as a genre of movie. Yeah. And there is a real similar parallel in the music industry where you've got Christian music mm-hmm. and then you have and Christian music is not just a descriptor of the yeah. type of music. It actually is like a genre. Yeah. And so what's going on there like so this is this is the crazy jumbled mess of like what well, what is a christian christian music i would say that christian music on the whole has been done much better uh just for the for what it is um better than film has been done by christian like in terms of okay, like the yeah. christian what you think mm-hmm. of a christian christian film i think people have a better idea and more respect for when you say i listen to christian music they can find something that they've listened to that they have respect for like mm-hmm. i can only imagine is a song that like everybody's listened to and uh, most people respect that song uh, and just in terms of its quality and uh, its message and everything yeah. that comes with it. Um, but uh, I think what uh, what defines uh, Christian music and in terms of like when we come at it and uh, one of the reasons why we're so good at it is, it, is because uh, music is a gift from the Lord. Like it's it's one of those things that is heavenly that that literally we've learned because that's something that's in heaven, like angels mm-hmm. sing. But like, there's so many different places where, I mean, we, we read Psalms and Psalms are songs and it's, it has to, it weaves poetry. Um, I got, I had a little definition, which is a vocal or uh, vocal or instrumental sounds combined to produce beauty and form harmony, uh, and expressed emotion. And Mm -hmm. so like, that's kind of hits kind of what music is. Um, and just, uh, it's once again, it's a very uh, visceral media. It impacts yeah. you very quickly because songs aren't two hours long. Songs aren't the length of a book. But somehow uh, with what they are, they they punch at you like within three minutes. They can change your life in three minutes yeah. and, uh, just for, for what they are. Um, and like I was telling you earlier, listen to that, watch that Jesus Music documentary. Hmm. Really, really well done documentary for That's those cool. who want to listen to it. But And that was, that was something that... Uh, Michael W. Smith said, like, he was like, it's something that you can, like, I've had so many people come and talk to me and say three minutes changed my life Yeah, because it, it compresses all of those things. It compresses the lyrics and the truth with something that hits you, um, in a very visceral and yep. kind of transcendent spot. Absolutely. But, uh, it has, yeah, it has a more direct route to the soul than things that only go through the mind. So, yeah those things that like work their way through your mind that you consciously, or, or it seems to me the, the, the things that I've like mold over for a long time yeah. have thought a lot about given some serious thought and attention to those are the things that then feed the rest of my life and yeah. are maybe more solid, right? Like I can be whisked away with the emotion of a song mm-hmm. one moment and then it's gone the next. Yeah. But, but a textbook or a theological treatise mm-hmm. doesn't impact me with that same kind of visceral impact Yeah, that a song can yeah. impact me with. Like I'm more moved by it is well with my soul yeah. than I am Favorite by yeah. uh, like someone just Calvin's telling me Institutes. that truth. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, so it's not that Calvin's Institutes can't be moving. Yes. It's just pound per pound. Like yeah. the move and the time mm-hmm. that happens 
is like you're saying so compressed into mm-hmm. within four minutes i'm in tears yeah whereas you know calvin's toots i mean maybe in four minutes you're in tears mm-hmm. for other reasons but, yeah, but like but you know it's just it yeah it's, yeah it's very visceral yeah i think i think it's just because it has a role like it has a role in our lives in terms of music and song and i think you can see like very repressed communities when there's no there's no music like music also represents joy or like it it's very emotional it's a very emotional yeah. thing and that's why there's a lot of safeguards in a lot of communities towards music because it's it's a very emotion-based thing um and so yeah so like uh like in in terms of like reading like like the example you came up with like with calvin's institutes and it is well with my soul it's it's good to have that that to be building on the institutes and but you can't subsist off of like just listening to it as well with my soul uh just kind of in the same way that you can't subsist off of like catechisms yeah like catechism like it's it's a very like right. music yeah, and, and in, in its form is a, is a catechizing catechizing thing um and well, yeah absolutely and that's a point that i think we'll, we'll get into as we we get into more of the the categories but uh, i think i think too because music is a part of culture that there's that uh validating sense that, and we talk about this all the time with movies and stories yeah. in general is that when you believe something so mm-hmm. when we think of the word culture, you have as a root cult and cultivate. Yeah. Like the, this is all related. And so as some have said, I forget who said it first, but it's just a reality. So it's not, maybe not really a quote is that like culture is downstream from cult. So what you believe mm-hmm. is going to show up in your culture that you build. Yeah. And so if you have a place with no music, mm-hmm. then you really have a belief that without joy, mm-hmm. or if you have a place that is built on music mm-hmm. and that's what fuels everything, then you've got a culture built on emotion yeah. or, you know, like, mm-hmm. so it's and you're not kind of tossed here and there. Yeah. Right. So that if you have, if you're afraid of music, mm-hmm. then it really means there's something upstream that's probably messed up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's in, you have to have the you have to have the upstream. Like mm-hmm. if I didn't have the upstream, yeah. it as well with my soul wouldn't hit me. No, it because would just be there's a, no truth. I'd really to it. dry him as most people think of it. Like yeah. they're like, ah, oh, I hear the organ, I hear the piano, or yeah. whatever. And you're just whereas like, there are some modern songs that yeah. like because I'm used to or that kind of rhythm hits me and it's mm-hmm. a part of my culture mm-hmm. and then like you can get me drummed up and i'm like i don't even know what the song is about but man this is this is good you yeah know? Like, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's just uh yeah that's just a part of it is just the fact that like uh it's woven into the kind of our fabric in terms of of being humans uh yeah. just to be able to express uh emotion in music like that's yeah, it's a really beautiful thing. And it's, it's it also is. like they brought up the point that it's something that kind of even transcends language in a way. Just yeah. the fact that you can listen to a symphony made by a Russian, even opera, like all these different things yeah. or just music put out in Mexico um, has a has a profound effect on you if you listen yeah, to absolutely. it. Like, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I think we can probably break into some of those categories and maybe make a more well-defined like what is Christian music? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, uh, the framework that we kind of broke down with the last, uh, what is Christian film is a good framework to kind of go through it and uh, break down these categories and kind of figure out, well, where, where it kind of lines up. Okay. 
So then with that one, we had basically that a Christian film, when people say Christian film, they're speaking Mm -hmm. of one of probably three things and most likely more than one. One of them being it's a film that's marketed to Christians. Mm -hmm. Another one being it's a film made by Christians. And a third category was it's a film that's about Christianity or Christians in some way, whether it was made by a Christian or unbeliever or what Mm -hmm. the take was. So, so what, so is that then what, how you would kind of see music as falling into those broad categories? Yeah, I, I would, I would definitely see music that like I curate and, and there's always those like outliers that you're like, I listen, I don't know why I listen to that, but yeah, absolutely. like in terms yeah, of like yeah. intentional, like listening right. and being like, Oh, like I really want to listen to something right now. Like it's, it's usually about the, about those categories. Um, it's like that, uh, that idea of like, um, just finding, I, I want music. That's true. I want music that, that isn't lying. And that's, that's my biggest frustration with, uh, like up here we have one of 5.3, uh, is like our, and, uh, f- uh, yeah, 105.3 and then 104.5, you have K love, you have all these radio stations, uh, and largely they play worship music, um, and they play, uh, very poppy things. Um, uh, but for me, uh, I think Christian music is something that like has like a punch of truth in it. And so mm-hmm. you get, you get music that kind of has like no teeth in terms of the fact that it could be singing about a boyfriend or a girlfriend or the Lord or whatever. Yeah, That's one of right. my biggest gripes in, uh-huh. in Christian music. Um, at least when it's kind of on the radio, like it has its place. You can listen to that music. That's sure. Fine. They're right. not, it's not bad. Uh, cause there's some music in there that's really good. Um, and that, I think that that a lot, a lot of that is music that is produced for Christians. It's not necessarily like, um, communicating huge evangelical truths, but it's, it's marketed cause it is a market. It's, it's a very, profitable market it's much more so than like uh the film industry that's not a very not very high high profit but here there's a lot of money because it's it's very closely tied to country music very closely tied to hip-hop and so it kind of seeps off of those things and uh there's been a a large boom uh with it in the 90s and then even even until now there's it's still very popular we have multiple radio stations wherever you go that you can listen to christian music um and so I think those songs are what would fit in the category of uh, produced for. Um, and then you got produced by, which is a, like a larger category. And that requires you to look look behind the scenes a little bit more yeah. <laughs> and know who you're listening to. Because uh, they're in read in the, like, that was one cool thing about albums is that you could have yeah, their, thank, the their thanks. That, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That was one of the things I would always go through with my... Uh, with the songs that I liked was to see is number one, do they have the lyrics in that, you know, little yeah. pamphlet? Uh, what do they say about themselves in terms of yeah. the production? Uh, you, you know, like there, there was always, do they thank the Lord? Do they yeah. Thank there was like, always interesting stuff in there. What was their, yeah. yeah what, what was their there's, dedication? Things like that. Yeah. There's some interesting artists that like that thank the Lord. And there's some interesting artists that have opinions on theological things that you wouldn't yeah. like, you wouldn't necessarily think like, um, and some, some, Oh no. <laughs> Some of them, so, uh, it's the lady in the corner again. She's yeah. trying to claw her way out. Uh, like one of them that I like to listen to is, uh, um, 21 pilots. I like listening oh, to 21 yeah. pilots and they, pilots. and they thank the Lord for their music. And, uh, you can see even in, in their music, you can see tones that are not necessarily like that are, at least attached to the, to the culture that's post Christian and attached to some of those ideas that are, that are true because they want to talk about true things. Yeah. And if you're talking about true things, you're inevitably that, that comes into the realm of 
of the Lord. Yeah. And I think so, that's one of the, yeah, that's one of the things that I appreciate about artists and that ends up leading me to odd artists is that yeah. I enjoy when people are being honest, even if they're just being honest about their condition and mm-hmm. their problems. Yeah. You, you know, so like, I think that one of the reasons, for instance, that Taylor Swift is popular yeah, is that she is very honest and open about all of her love life and people give her a hard time about that. Yeah. But like, it's one of the things that makes her music actually endearing is that it is yeah. her maybe screaming at the void, Yeah, but like it's, 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 uh, it's authentic and honest, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not posturing to an audience, which is where I feel like a lot of Christian music ends up being is that they're yeah. just trying to cash in on the market mm-hmm. instead of trying to make music. Mm-hmm. And then 21 pilots, they are just super honest about like mental illness and yeah. their struggles. And like, th- like they helped me through a really tough time actually yeah. one, one year where I was financially. Yeah. Anyway, there's a long story, but yeah. like we were, I was working at a beef jerky outlet. Right. Yeah. And like, here I am, you know, a grown man and having to take a second job working at a beef jerky outlet, selling beef jerky yeah. in order to like, just take care of my family. And I felt mm-hmm. like life sucked. Yeah. And like that music gave voice to a lot of my frustrations and really helped me through, you know, like, yeah. so it, and it wasn't that they were telling me, anything like incredibly uh encouraging as mm-hmm. much as it was like they are putting words to my struggles yeah and it was yeah and that was true that mm-hmm. I, it resonated deeply with me yeah there, it's nice to kind of have uh, like we're not to be like affirmation crazy but it's nice to be affirmed and go i'm not alone like it's another way yeah. of, of knowing that you're not alone that there's somebody else who is feeling downtrodden who's who's not feeling up on it and that's why i really don't like listening to christian radio all the time is because i don't want to hear your hippity scott like you're just like oh yeah the lord is good yeah uh like i want to i want to hear a christian who's who's weeping because i'm weeping right now and i don't want to listen to somebody who's just clapping about the lord bringing trials and they're all smiling and dancing hip-hop routines to it that has no depth to the place that i'm in right now and so that's that's where I get frustrated because it doesn't always fall in line with where I'm at. Um, the good news for you, though, is that there are so many Christian artists out there that don't get played on Christian radio that are producing music. Yeah, right. Like, it's honestly, it's kind of like a renaissance right now. There's so many good Christian artists out right now. Um, and And all of them... And that's a part of like when you get to know an artist too, is like even the artists that are being played, like your casting crowns, your mercy me's, like these these big names, Chris Tomlin, like these are big names. They if you actually listen to more than what's on the radio, like I would encourage everybody to just listen to more than what's on the yeah, radio. Find their album and listen to the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. They they also have songs that are not just the happy skippity songs, which I understand a radio radio station you're not gonna play like depressing yeah, music yeah, all day. Right. But like when I just don't want that to be what everyone thinks Christian music is, mm-hmm. is, is just the spirit one of 5.3 encouraging, helpful, like all, and what's also encouraging is, is hearing somebody just crying about the trial. Absolutely. And like, yeah. and, and that's, that's why I, I really appreciate, uh, music made by Christians and, uh, made for other Christians. And most of the time it's just made because they're, they're singing songs just like David. Mm-hmm. And it's a song that they made almost for themselves and then between the Lord and they decided to produce it and release it to people like, yeah. like mercy me. And like, like all of these, these big names that are actually some of the best like Titans in the game is just like the most of their best songs are because of those trials that they're going yeah. through. Yeah. Right. Exactly. 
But I think th- so. I, I want to take a detour here for a second. Yeah. I don't know, uh, but the just to talk about Christians' perception of music. So yeah. I grew up in a, a niche culture of music. Like we, I did not listen to almost anything that was made by non Christians. Did you listen to DC Talk? No. Oh, I listened to like nothing. I'm st- like my extent of broadening my horizons in music was uh, anything Southern gospel. Like that was the edgiest was we it. possibly got. Do you listen to country music? No, we did not. Just, we did not listen just to Southern gospel. Southern gospel wow. and hymns. And that was yeah. about the extent of it. And I mean, I, I, my family did not believe this, but we knew multiple people who believed that like music with drums was ungodly. Yeah. And that consequently you shouldn't even listen to it. It's not just the question of what's appropriate in church. It was like across the board. So, I mean, I was a, I didn't have a very broad musical horizon growing up. And, uh, I think there's a lot of fear about Mm -hmm. music because you look at, so, so it it was a false equivalence, but like our people would look at other churches Mm -hmm. and see, okay, you've got a mega church that's Mm -hmm. blowing up and they are turning away from fundamental truths of Christianity in order to attract a crowd. And so one of the tools that they end up using is music Mm -hmm. to get there. And so our, I think we made, we made the wrong assumption about what was actually wrong in that situation. And we began to assume that music is what the drums fault. Right. Yeah, exactly. People's people are wicked because they heard drums. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, no. People are wicked because they have wicked hearts. Yeah. And we are, tempted to use music because it is powerful and because it actually does something in our hearts Mm -hmm. instead of saying that that work is okay let's just not use it for those things in in Mm -hmm. other words like back in the day so rock culture of the you know 60s and 70s and before Mm -hmm. was probably genuinely evil right like there's a lot of culture around it that was like sex, drugs, rock and roll type, you know, like yeah. this is what we do mm-hmm. with rock and roll. Does that mean that rock and roll music is bad? Well, not necessarily yeah. because the, the culture surrounding it was bad. If you definitely don't be a part of that culture, yeah. but there, it doesn't mean that there's nothing redeemable in the music itself. And exactly. so I think that that's what happened is we ended up starting throwing baby out with the bathwater just because we were afraid that Mm-hmm. taking on more contemporary music styles were going to cause us to go down the ditch of other people. But the truth is, is that we were squarely on the other side of the ship and we hadn't like, that was not a danger, immediate danger yeah. to us. So I, I just, uh, I just want to, I guess, bring that up and say that music is a gift from God. like mm-hmm. you said earlier. Yeah. And just because people have used it for ill does not mean that it's the kind of thing you should throw out entirely. I think there is definitely like, but it goes back to what's this music for? Mm -hmm. So I think there's a type of music that probably wouldn't be appropriate in church, but not because the music isn't appropriate, but because there is something specific we're trying to do at church Mm -hmm. that governs what music we use. Yeah. There's, it's the purpose. Like uh, I personally, I, I love, I love singing hymns. One of the big reasons why I like it is because of obviously the content is theologically rich, mm-hmm. but what I love about it is because it's made for the congregation to sing, for everybody yeah. to fit in and to feel like they can sing. Not everybody can sing like Chris Tomlin. Yeah, not right. yeah, when you're exactly. singing Chris Tomlin, and it it turns into just hearing the lead singer sing and yeah. the listening to a band, like, 
And that, and that, like you're saying that that's not the purpose. The purpose is to be gathering together, to hear the saints singing together and to be feeling like I am with the saints right now across yeah. the, across the earth. And even among those in heaven, we are singing together towards the Lord. Like yep. that's, that's the idea. And so I, I would one wholeheartedly agree as long as that is your intention and that's, a, that's effectively yeah. happening. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, cause I grew up in like, this is the first church I ever came to that just sang hymns. Like yeah. all the churches I grew up in had, had drums, had a, had a band, maybe mm-hmm. even produced CDs. Like that's, that was kind of the culture I grew up in yeah. in the emergent church. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that there's a place where that would be. Yeah. Uh, that's and a hard uses part it. of a culture of a church. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would say it's a healthy part of a worship yeah. culture of the church, the public worship of the church. So I, I, yeah. I would love to see more music, more instruments being incorporated into our mm-hmm. worship. Exactly. Uh, but in terms, but in terms of like, yeah, do we, need like, wor- do we need a worship band? Do we need like, okay, well, I don't know how, mm-hmm. but th- but that's a, that's a pastoral question in terms of like, yeah. What are we gonna do? And all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, I mean, that, that kind of like touches on that great CCM debate that everybody had, oh boy, everybody yeah. had a, an opinion on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, think, I think most people just miss the fact that most CCM was garbage. <laughs> oh, that, and that's not true, though. There's so much good oh, CCM. So, but uh, do you not think that most of it was garbage? I think there was a good amount of garbage. Okay, I was going to say, most of what I heard yeah. <laughs> sounded like garbage. So, so there, there is actually... Quote, I'm, not, I'm not saying that there wasn't good somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. But just that it's there was such a... a uh, there was a large swath of people in there. It was a saturated there. market. Yeah. I, there was definitely, I think, when you hit the 90s... There's a lot of artists. I think there's artists that have stuck and those are the ones that you can go back and go, yeah, they've always made good music and you can go back and look at their 90s stuff and go, yeah, they've been good. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess I, there, there are quite a few, quite a bit of really good, like, and especially like right now, but there's also like, like, like you're saying, there's always those who are not putting out the greatest stuff. Yeah. At, at and that's, that's often because they're trying to cash in on the trend, which is, this is exactly. just, this is just markets. This is how yeah. any market works yeah. is that you've got some like, right. I mean, I talked about crypto, right? Like mm-hmm. there are multiple exchanges and crypt, yeah. cryptocurrencies popping up everywhere. Everyone wants to get a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go to a market where there's less sound. Yeah. There's, there's less huge, noise. Yeah, exactly. There's, yeah. and right now there's a huge opportunity for people to do that. Yeah. And I mean, you see, we're going to see in 10 years who was good, who wasn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's largely like even with, with films, like you see the films that last that have impact. And it's right. I think that's always the good the good barometer is like, does did what you listen to, did what you read, did what you watch? Yeah. Did it impact you the next day? Like, did you think about yeah, it? Right. Like, exactly. I think that's a great, a great barometer and go, man, I'm still thinking about that, man. Mm-hmm. That's still stuck. Like not necessarily still stuck in my head. Cause that can be something annoying. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it still got me. Yeah. It still got me thinking mm-hmm. about its content uh, yep. and not, not all of it's about, or the feeling that it gave me when, yeah. I, when I listened to it. Like why there's music it? that does that, that just, I come oh, back yeah. to you and I just like crank again and again and again. Yeah. And I'm still, and often it's like, I don't understand what it's doing to me until about, you know, listening to it for 50 times right yeah you know, it takes a while for <laughs> yeah. me to like try to put words to exactly why i yeah. like something and that's that's what's good about music too is a lot of times it's it's very simple it doesn't necessarily need to be like lyrically rich mm-hmm. in order for it to impact you like it yeah. can be something simple that repeats quite often uh, yeah. but i do love lyrically rich songs <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, but yeah i don't know 
<sighs> yeah, I, I, uh, I think that there's a lot of room. I musically what I would love to see. Yeah. And that I'm taking actions to make sure happen mm-hmm. are that I want to see more Christians have a culture of music, mm-hmm. uh, of the arts more broadly, mm-hmm. yeah. but of music especially, yeah. uh, in our culture. So yeah. I think music and dance, mm-hmm. it's like the, I want to expand, I want to learn to dance. Mm-hmm. I want to, uh, expand my musical horizons. I'm already, now that I've got a lot of time yeah. on a computer when I'm doing my work, I can listen to music and I've been trying to make it through some other stuff so just recently. Yeah playing uh like the best of johnny cash to try to expand my oh yeah uh horizons into that country genre more mm-hmm. classic country and you know so like stuff like mm-hmm. that that i just had never listened to so much of johnny cash yeah and i just want to have listened to it and see what it was johnny like. johnny cash is amazing you know a great uh, artist. recently did pink floyd going yeah. through some of those you know just trying to expand Shot that already <laughs> yeah yeah just trying to get those kinds of things yeah like that uh because i because i want us to have as Christians a culture mm-hmm. of music and music making that isn't reliant, that, that is the kind of culture that can pull out a guitar around a campfire mm-hmm. or in a living room and just play and sing and enjoy mm-hmm. making music together. Yeah. And that being a part of what we just do. Yeah. I, I, I would love to see more of that. Yeah. And I, I think uh, it's just a part of like growing that like underbrush, like just with like wanting to watch films, like you want to be a good filmmaker watch a lot of film. Yeah, yeah. You want to be a good writer? Read a lot of books. You want to yeah. you want to be good at music? Listen to a lot of music. Like and uh, I think that if one of the things that's helpful is is being able to listen more broadly uh and to like have that kind of underpin like if you're if you're going to be creating something and it, and it helps you to create something that's more unique and more individual because if you're not really listening too much and you'll listen to like one thing, you really want to sound like that one thing. Uh, right. like yeah. where you're just kind of pigeonholed where like one of the things I thought was really cool is, uh, Spotify used to have, uh, where you could follow artists and you can see what they're listening to. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's they, cool. they got rid of that real quick. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I watched, I would watch Chris Tomlin, uh, on the side. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And he's listening to like M83. He's listening to like all of these other artists that are not Christian artists. Uh, and you can, but you can see their impact in his music. Yeah, like right. he, he took really good things from them. Like you're, you're listening to like like Pink Floyd or Johnny Cash and you listen to like all of these, all this music and, and it impacts kind of what you can, like it, it builds up that imagination, that musical imagination mm-hmm. of allowing you to see more things, to feel more things, to, uh, kind of pull, pull out of that ammunition box to fire in terms of something like you're produ- like what you're going to be producing. So like, yeah, it's awesome. always good to build, Absolutely. build up that repertoire and to use it. And to do something with it. Yeah, like, absolutely. To actually a, put a feet. friend of ours in the church who is just a gifted musician. And I'm yeah. pushing for him to do more with it. And mm-hmm. uh, he recently bought equipment. And I'm like, yes, come on, really? man, push. I, I just want to see, it's, I think it's who I I just think it is, see yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. happen. And I, I want to encourage digital media production on whatever scale I can. Whether that's encouraging mm-hmm. someone. There's another friend of ours that I'm like dude, you got to start a podcast. You got to start. Like, I just want to push that people are making stuff because like we said, 
I believe, I really think we have the right belief, Mm -hmm. right? Like we have that down and we're afraid Mm -hmm. that by going into music or going into film or going into the arts, that that's going to somehow water down our belief. And that just is not true. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, these things can happen, but if that happens, it's because there's something upstream that's wrong, not the downstream. Yeah. Take care of your upstream, but also know that you can, you can make things. And we're a part, at least in our context, we're a part of a solid church. Mm -hmm. And I really think that out of that kind of thing can grow so much good if we're not afraid, but Mm -hmm. we can't be afraid of the medium. We can't be afraid of messing up Mm -hmm. because for goodness sakes, we're Christians. We believe in forgiveness and redemption. So go out and like live for the glory of God and act like you've actually been redeemed by Jesus and Mm -hmm. have faith that what he is doing in you is actually working, which means that if you go out and make music, you're going to make something good, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't, the laws of excellence and diligence and all that apply. Yeah. I'm not saying that like whatever you make is good. I'm just mm-hmm. saying if you submit to the Lordship of Jesus mm-hmm. and you work hard yeah. and you, and God's actually gifted you in this area, mm-hmm. you're not, you know, someone who has never sung a song before and just decides, Hey, I'm going to try to, you know, write a symphony. Don't, don't go do that. But if you've got with the giftedness and skills mm-hmm. you've got, use those for the glory of God. And you'll see that God blesses that in your community and your family and just, your community will be blessed by it. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I just, we just really do need to be making more and it's, it's so true. Go make music people. Go (laughs) Go make things. Make things, please. Like we need to, we need to sign off. Like (laughs) go make things, go Go make make movies, go make music. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just go, just go do it. Yeah. Yeah, It's awesome. Just do it. That's your beer podcast. (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. Come on. Don't let your dreams be dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday, well, you said today. This has been your your pep talk <laughs> there you from go. Foxfire Farmhouse. We want you to make <sighs> stuff. Send us a pep talk. We need a pep talk every once Come in a while. On. Come Send on, it man. to us. Come on, man. And uh, recommend to us your favorite Christian artists, your Hit favorite Christian albums. We'd that love to hear from you. Spider behind there, you. I, I watched it march down here. Is it this wolf spider? Uh, yep. It looks kind of like a recluse, one. actually. Like seven legged wolf spider, and it's attacking yeah. us. Uh, so since the spider has come out and is attacking us, it's about time that we quit. But if you have recommendations yeah. for music, you can send those to us at podcast at foxfirefarmhouse.com. We would love to hear from you. And really, honestly, thank you for listening. If you're listening to the very end and you're actually listening to us do our little outro thing, yeah. then you are a dedicated fan. And we are very, very grateful for you uh, being Hi, a part Mom. of us. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Mom, Dad, I don't even know that my mom listens to us. <laughs> But, yeah. but uh, we're really thankful for you, and it's people like you who are going to make us rich and famous. So keep on keeping on. Yeah, keep on doing it. Yeah.